Oh, do we have a bit? Were you gonna do the mmm thing? Do we wanna be obvious? No. Because every time I'm just like, I don't know. Why not? It's kind of that thing of like, it's so obvious that we wouldn't do it because it's too obvious. So because of that, then let's just do it. But I think you're in a logic loop of nuance. like, you're in a logic loop of like, but I don't, but they don't know that we know that they don't know that we know that they know. Exactly. I know. Just... I've been thinking of this all week. I was just like, okay, should, should, should. Because if we do it, it's obvious. But then it's not obvious. But then it's more obvious to not do it. This but then the... it becomes <laughs> more obvious to not do it. Ladies One, two, and gentlemen, three. boys and girls, we have to clap. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope. Please, for three, two, one. Awful. Almost. Okay, that was bad for both of us. So okay, let's yeah. do it again. You count. One, two, three. Perfect. Real bad, but all right. Okay, but it was perfect for me. So. All right. Well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> um. Was that it? Was that the intro? Honestly, I feel like that was, should be the intro. Well, you say the next bit, so... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome, welcome back. back. Hopefully that works in edi- ed- editing, audio editing. Yeah, we'll I'll see. figure it out. I have to edit it literally right after we're done recording, because I oh. don't have time tomorrow, so... Uh, <laughs> Fun stuff. Uh, my name is Sam Vanigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. And welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Sam, how are you doing? Um, you know, some ups, some downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to BC at the end of the week. Woo! To see my mom. Yay! And my grandma. Woohoo! And my cats. Ooh wee! Taking your cats home. Hell yeah, boy. <clears throat> I gotta go buy some cat litter and a litter box. And then I'm all set. I got food. I got dishes. I got all uh, cat stuff. Woo. How Woo. many cats? Two cats. Are you afraid they forgot you? No. <laughs> That's just mean and cruel of you to say, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I really, the worst part is I really hope they don't. Because if you're like, hey, Andrew, guess what? Guess what? My cats don't remember me, you dickhead. Uh, uh, how how are you, Andrew? I'm doing fine. I've, I've been tired a lot this yeah. week. I've only gotten, like, not in total, each night, like, five hours of sleep, which is, I'm uh, not a fan of. I don't I mean, do that. That's, that's people's life. That's the Sam Bandigan life right now. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't do that. I need. I hate I, it. I am a bear in every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> in every sense of the word, I am a. This bear. is true. You do. You are a sleeper. I. If I've ever it. known one, yeah. I knock uh, out. So, speaking why of did we? Out, why are we doing this movie? Like I heard a Bob and Wolf's cue. 
and I would want to go see it. And I have village. You would you like anime? I'm fine with it. Yeah. Would you? They look cute. Audience, would you listen? I think. I mean, audience, would you listen to this? I don't know. I don't know, man. So why not the other biopic that came out this week? Oh, Judy. Yeah. But Renee Zellweger is supposed to be very good. Yeah. Uh, I hear she's amazing. I heard uh, an Oscar might be in her future. Another. Another one. But uh, listen, if you've seen the news, movie news, and real life news, you know uh, the Joker is uh, is stirring up some controversy. Is The Joker is upon us. And it is upon us. So we were like, yo, problematic movies. Or not problematic movies. Movies with problematic sub-messages, genres, and how an artist can tell that story in a unique and different way. I was like, Fight Club! And then Sam was like, Wolf of Wall Street? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, So yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. We love it. Or do we love it? It Who is. Knows? You're going to find it out. It is a second. very good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, Martin Scorsese's 2013's Wolf Smash of Wall Street. Hit. Smash hit. We already said it, but still, Sam, what did you think? I love this movie. Yeah. It's so good. It's so well done. It is a very, very entertaining three hours. Um, this was, I've seen it, I think, two or three times before this because it's just really good. This was the first time that I felt the three hours. Yeah. But I think that was just because I was, like, tired. It's been a long week. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to hold that against the movie today. Um, what about you? I'm a baby. I split this movie up into two nights. Because I'm like, I I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's just mindset. I'm just sick and tired of these three-hour movies. Irishman, looking forward to you. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, How long is Joker supposed to be? Two, two and a half? I think it's 90. Is it really? I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Uh, But this is one of my favorite movies ever. I love this movie. I remember walking out and being like, yes, yes. This was like Andrew Thomas starting to be political and starting to see problems in the world. And watching this movie, I was like, that's it. This is it. Oh my God. This is like everything I've been feeling. My what 16 17 year old brain um just said in a much more oddly enough if you've seen the movie in a much more eloquent way uh i uh joker's yeah. runtime is two hours two hours okay that's not bad i can do also bradley cooper is a producer on it that makes sense him and todd phillips are friends oh are they okay yeah the hangover bruh is that Todd Phillips? Yeah, Todd Phillips is the hangover. What? Yeah, that's why no matter what, the Joker will look pretty. Whoa. No matter what. Weird. Okay. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, it's the guy who's doing the hangover. And Whoa. I think it's Scorsese producing, or was that just uh, uh, fake news? So, I don't... I don't think Scorsese is... Uh... When they said no, a stand, he is no? not. Okay, it is Todd Phillips, uh, Bradley Cooper, and Emma Tillinger. Bad. That's crazy. 
Yeah, I remember they said uh, a Scorsese-inspired Joker origin movie. Well, uh, Emma Tillinger is the producer on Wolf oh. of Wall Street, Silence, The Irishman, uh, just to name the first three Scorsese movies that popped up. Yeah, the Departed. There we go. Uh, yeah. I knew his blood was somewhere in here, but I remember yeah. people saying that Scorsese was producing, but I remember also hearing that that wasn't true. That's no, not yeah. true. Uh, but yeah, that's why. Also, another reason why we're doing this movie. Uh, get amped for the Joker. Yeah. And amped for Irishman. And that too, as well. Three and a half. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's gonna be something. We love this movie. We love it. Now we're going to talk about it for a little bit of time. Yep. Uh, so uh, let's... What were you cast? Say? Yeah, let's hop into that cast. Let's just quickly shout out uh, someone who I kind of forgot was in this movie. Kristen uh, Milotti? Oh, the mother? The Yeah, the mother. Yeah. Uh, she's in it. She's cool. She's cool. Um... Then we got John Favreau, John Bernthal, Rob Reiner, Kyle Chandler, White Boy, White Boy, White Boy, White Boy. Sorry, uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Jonah Hill, Leonardo DiCaprio, and the uh, basically the only major woman in this movie, Margot Robbie. Yes, I will say I feel like that's 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 the point. That's a point that the movie's trying to make. I know, I know. We're gonna we're, we'll talk about it in a bit. Um. Uh, Oh, because I I know sometimes you're like, hey, hey, movie, I like you, but. Uh, I mean, hey, movie, I like you, but. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> for this one. For this one, I get it. Yeah. I also get it for the goldfinch as well. Uh, sorry. For... <laughs> but I can't even say that with a straight face. I hate the goldfinch. It really is. It Every really time bad. I think about it, it puts me in a bad mood. Uh, it's gonna be on your. It's gonna be your worst movie of twenty nineteen, isn't it? Oh, I'm, I would be shocked. What if, if Joker is your worst movie of twenty nineteen? I'd cry. Whoa. I'd cry. Both anyway. are pr- very gonna, gonna be very pretty. Starring yeah. sad white boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, just the also yeah, all the directors. Spike Jones is in this. Rob Reiner, John Favreau. This is just a director's movie. But, yeah, uh, Kyle Chandler was great. I think he's really, really good in this movie. Uh, Jonah Hill, forget about it. It's probably... Honestly, this or Superbad is one of his great performances. Uh, Robbie, I talk about her all the time. Specifically in this role. I I listen to our other podcast. I highly yeah. recommend it. <laughs> Sponsored by... Us. <laughs> um, yeah, what if she... we start putting in a sponsor segment so that, like, when we get sponsors, we have a segment for it? But for now, it's just sponsored by our other episodes. Deep. I would love that. I'm not even joking. I would absolutely love that. Just every week, we like pick a random episode to be like sponsored by episode 38 of Welcome Back. Yeah, I would honestly love that. Great. We'll figure it out. Um. TBH, I'm like, if we ever did have ads, I would tell, I would want to slip it into a conversation. Oh, 100%. Oh, I definitely don't want to be, either we have to very much make a point that it's like, now this is an ad. Because sometimes they require that. Like, they're like, you have to have, like, a sponsored segment. Yeah. Um, Or just to be like, 
in the middle of talking about oh yeah margot robbie man you know whose website is really good margot robbie i uh, wonder if she used squarespace brought to you by exactly. squarespace That's, i would want to feel like i just i don't know it's just i'm sick of all these of all these white boys but you know what i'm not sick of these white sheets of paper at staples do you know at staples you can get like i would that's all i would want to do yes I, that would be very we're funny. getting like mad at each other and heated i would be like well sam you know what how, how about you, you know what else gets me heated your day better <laughs> you know what else gets me heat gets heated uh my food when i cook it with blue apron oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only uh, but yeah, this I feel like One there's day. not a bad performance. Welcome back. Um, there's not a bad performance in this entire film. This is very true. Uh, Jonah Hill, obviously amazing. Margot Robbie, holy gosh dang, so good. Yeah. And my nomination for Leonardo DiCaprio's best performance of his career. This is these are true these are true statements that you just said. I think this takes the cake. It's good. It's great. It's top three, no question. It is heads and shoulders and knees above uh, the revenant. But he's done a lot of good roles. I would not. It's he that has. Is not a bad choice at all. Uh, I would just have to go this to is my a, caves. And this think is my it. pick. Um, yeah, I think this "Catch Me If You Can" and "Inglorious Bastards" are my favorite Leonardo Glorious. DiCaprio. That's Brad Pitt. Or Django and Change. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, "Inglorious Bastards" was the poster that is above his head in this IMDb page for some reason. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Um. Well, it's like in the more like this section, the one that's right above Leo is "Inglorious Bastards." Makes sense. And then above that is Django. It's a whole thing. Tarantino. I know why my brain didn't work. I know why. Uh, yeah, this cast is great. Um, yeah, I think it's absolutely great. And speaking of great, are are the real star. And sometimes I say that, and I'm like, eh, they did fine. Yeah. But no, true <laughs> blue more than anything. The true star of this movie, Marty, 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 Marty Mr. Scorsese. Marty. Marty Scorsese. Um, <laughs> this is again, maybe not his best, but top three probably. He this movie is he was what seventy when he made this movie. Yeah, it had to be something. This feels like it was made by like a twenty-two year old on a line of cocaine. Like. <laughs> I love Spielberg, but you can see where he's an old man. You see where he's matured. Let me be nice. <laughs> you can see where he matured. Yeah, no, he would have been 70 years old. This movie he was is born just... in, in He was born in, in 1942. That's my boy! Uh, my God. Good. It's incredible how, how well directed this film is. It it's is. Shocking. It is. For a movie that did not deserve this this good of a director and this well-directed film, good lord, he really brought his all to it. And good job for you. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at at this boy's 
Uh, I am Deba. Mm-hmm. I'm Deba. Just looking at the other things that he's done, because it's an extremely long list. Yes. Uh, and just like, man, he's good at movies. He is. He's real good at movies. Even his bad movies are still better than most other movies. Yeah, very true. Like, Shutter Island is not a good Martin Scorsese movie, but it's better than a lot of movies. It's better than pretty much every movie we've done this year. Yeah, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, it's for Martin Scorsese, that's a bad movie. Yeah. For Martin Scorsese. In general, it's pretty damn. It's pretty damn good. It's, so I yeah. think that there's something to be said about about this man's talent. But we can only repeat what everyone has been saying since Taxi Driver came out. Very true. Um, which was 20 years before either of us were born. Yeah. <laughs> mean Streets was um, his first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his his very first movie. Was a movie called "Who's That Knocking at My Door"? Ooh, in 1967. Ooh wee! Uh, and then it was Boxcar Bertha, and then Mean Streets. Okay, all right. And then Alice doesn't live here anymore. And then Taxi Driver. And then just... and he did a couple documentaries in there. Yeah, he is a big documentary documentarian. Documentarian. Yeah. I should say. He did yeah. a great Bob Dylan one, and it's ooh, two. Yeah. Not just been... the new one on Netflix. There's an old one that came out in like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Ooh-wee. Um, so, yeah. I had a point to make, but I feel like this point would be better <laughs> for the Irishman, so I'm going to save it. Tune in for the yeah. Irishman uh, this uh, <laughs> November, October, something like that. So it's somewhere. Somewhere. It's, it's in our schedule somewhere. I don't if know. If you want to hear that hot take that Andrew wants to say. Ooh, but, dang. You're holding uh, back on a hot take? Yes. What if it's Dude. a lukewarm take by the time you t- tell it? It's 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 an ice cold take, I feel like. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about when the Irishman comes out. But now, All right. Wolfie. Um, also, Wolfie. Going, going back to that cast... Matthew McConaughey still in a scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is just—it's a bit—it's a bit weird. Oh, are you not a big fan? No, I'm a big fan, but it's just like, oh dang. Yeah. But this was like right in the McConaissance. Yes, it was. Yeah. So that makes—I mean, it makes sense between this and True Detective and um, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Joe. Yeah. It was like, oh, look at this boy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's start with your first point of the types of stories. What You had types. a point that you brought up to me. Yeah, types of stories. I just want to talk about types of stories um, in the sense of, like, there are the, the uh, what I was taught as, like, the classical types of stories, which are um, person versus nature, person <laughs> versus person. And person versus themselves. And is there another one? I think I can only remember those three. Person versus nature, I believe. I said that one. Person person versus person, person versus nature, person versus themselves. I feel like there's another one. I also feel like there's another one, but I 
can't remember for the life of me. And I am too stubborn to Google it. Um, <laughs> so obviously this one is not person versus nature. Because yeah. it's just not. But I think an argument could be made for either of the other ones. And I would like to argue. Argue that. <laughs> I guess. All right, for sure. Is where I'm at. So, yeah. what Do you have strong feelings either way? I feel like, honestly, I kind of do feel like it is kind of person versus nature. Not, I guess, I don't, not versus nature, but I guess, actually, I take that back. We'll talk about what I thought I was trying to say later. No, just talk about it right now, because we're in it right now. (laughs) Cool. I think that one thing, I think this movie, the part that almost made me want to stand up in the theater and go, yes, is the last shot of him sell me this pen, sell me this pen, and then pans up, and it's just a crowd of people looking at him, where it's like, because right before that scene, you see the officer do his job, he he brought him to justice, He's on the subway just like every other schmuck. While Jordan Belford is like uh, hanging out in a, in a nice country club playing tennis. And you know, you watch it. You're just like, man, the rich, they're just sick. They're just nasty. How could this happen? How do we have a system? And then Martin Scorsese goes, uh, how about you look at yourself before you talk? Because <laughs> guess what? Did you have fun? Did you have fun? Yeah, exactly. You you heathen. I don't think that's... I don't... That's not nature, though. I think... Well, I think it. he's playing... I think he's going to a very deep part of the human I, uh, condition. I don't know. I like to sound pretentious. Uh, but then <laughs> wouldn't your argument be for person versus person? Or person versus self of this I think in my I think people are people are not innately evil that's evil and hate are taught and learned and I just mm-hmm. you see it throughout the world but people are born selfish and people are born to look out for themselves and hopefully life can teach you to that there's more than just you and I mm-hmm. think people have to fight with that every day so this movie is just showing how easy it is to slip into oh we'll just scam a couple guys oh we'll just you know take a few million from these people and then you're doing these awful horrible things from stealing millions and millions of dollars from people to yeah beating your wife uh and yeah how much of that is just kind of connected into this sell me this pen into do you get what I'm trying to say? Yes. Yes. I hope I you do, do too. I <laughs> so I feel like I'm just confused that, as to why you thought that was person versus nature. Because I was just like it's our nature. That's where in my head that's where I said um, it. And that's yeah. Um <laughs> But really, it's person okay. versus self. That's okay. where I got. That's where I got confusing. Confusing. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, I think I think then I um I mean, I I agree that I I, I think that it's it it is a story of person versus themselves. Um cuz like at, at no point is he necessarily like I don't know. At no point is he necessarily the story about his dealing him dealing with the FBI. Right? What do you mean? Oh, yes. I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, every other story beat is, like, he cheats on his wife. He does all these drugs. He did too many drugs. He cheated on his wife too much. He made too much money. He's, such, he's you know, he's always sort of self-destructive in yeah. those ways. Um, and so, yeah, I was... I was kind of hoping you might be like, no, I think it's man versus, or person versus person. I mean, like, but I get person versus person because of the FBI hunt, and it's always what I like about it, and what makes him a genius filmmaker is that uh, it's looming. It's not direct, but the FBI yeah. is like the moment he gets on Wall Street uh, after Black Monday. His name and picture is, hang, is hung up in an FBI office. You don't see yeah. Kyle Chandler yet, but it's always there. It's always... And much like every rise to rags to riches to death story, there's always that... Uh, you always are anticipating for the shoe to drop. So I feel like Scorsese is playing with that idea with these little moments with I forget the officer's name, but Kyle Chandler just in the office getting a phone call like, yo, he's back in. Better better get ready, my guy. <laughs> or like, oh, he's about to do this. Get ready. So I yeah, I I also and sort of think that, that the person versus person story comes into play with like um, him versus uh, Margot Robbie and <sighs> him sort of versus just the other like unknown other people that are out there like in on wall street and at home like the when they're trying to sell stocks and stuff yeah i think that's that's where those sort of that's where that's where those sort of notes were hitting me yeah. of like oh this is sort of a story about person versus person but um i think we're in agreement that it's much more person versus themselves yes I feel like that's really Scorsese's big thing just themselves and our society and what it's built on uh yeah yeah um let's but see if Todd Phillips can do the same shit let's see and uh, since we are doing this with conjunction to the Joker coming out like and we haven't seen the Joker we walk into movies open minded I will say I'll love this movie if I love it. I don't care what people think. You should know this by now. <laughs> but I'll also say I'll hate it. I'll say that. I don't care. But. Yeah, but I mean, like, out of the almost 100 movies that we've done, you've only, like, hated two of them. That's true. I strongly dislike a lot more. Yeah. For, for social reasons. <laughs> Yeah. For like, I don't like it because I think it puts this in a bad light. I think it 
does this or that or whatever. Again, I highly recommend listening to them. Unsane, Brightburn, Gold, Goldfinch, Goldfinch, Goldfinch just sucked. Uh, <laughs> those other two, at least I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, but I feel like how Scorsese handles this movie is insane. It's it's incredible. It's very good. Um, how when you first saw it, I have a friend. I won't mention them, but when they first saw it, they were just yeah. like. He's just glorified this lifestyle. I hate it. It's just he's glorified this bad behavior. And I was like, yo, listen, listen. He's not. He's, he's not. He's very much not. When you were younger, uh, what, 2013? Yeah. Seven, six, eight, six years ago? Six years ago. Did you ever, like, go, like, oh, he's cool? And then, like, months, years, however long ago, like, oh, no, no, this is actually horrible. No, I knew I. Me and my mom saw it together, um, and when I I thought the movie was really really good, like really engrossing. It really sort of captured me while we were there, um, so much so I think I've told the story before. But I really really had to pee. Yeah. Like thirty forty minutes into this movie, and I was like, okay, I'll just like sprint out when it gets boring. And then I was there until the credits started because it wasn't boring for the rest of the movie. And I was like, fuck. So the credits started and I was like, I have to pee. And I ran out of the theater. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but at no point was I like, oh man, Jordan Belfort's so fucking cool. He's yeah. the coolest dude in the world. Like, ev- and um, because what and why I, I don't have a... a a problem with with this movie and why I think that people who do who do go like oh Jordan Belfort's so fucking he's the coolest dude in the world yeah um, are just complete dumbasses is that like every time he does something it is immediately followed by the consequence of that thing yeah like it's never like he does all this stuff for so long and you only see the good stuff until it all comes crashing down later, it's like you see the good stuff and then immediately you see the bad stuff. And they see the good stuff and then immediately you see the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Like his date with Margot Robbie is immediately followed by his wife divorcing him. Like it's like a series of like, he does this thing that seems super cool and awesome or whatever. And then immediately, here's the consequence of that thing. Yeah. You know, or sometimes you see the consequence and they see a flashback to the bad thing that he did. Like yeah. it's never they're never more than a couple minutes apart, you know. For sure, for sure. Um, and I feel like another reason why I was like maybe Fight Club, and I feel like because Fight Club gets this complaint all the time that Tyler Dark and don't get twisted. A lot of people don't get Fight Club. Uh, yeah. Much like I feel like not as many people, but people don't get I, this. People don't get. I didn't get Fight Club. Though. Really? I'll say that. I didn't get Fight Club for a long time. And then I like watched it again or I read the book. I can't remember. It was one I like either read the book or I watched the movie and I was like, Oh I get it. it he sucks. He's oh. a piece of garbage. Oh. I And then I also found out that uh Chuck Palahniuk uh was uh is a gay guy. Yes. And so I was like, oh, this is like a whole thing about him being trapped in masculinity. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I got you. Got you, Chuck. Got you. Yeah. Uh, God, Fitcher. Ooh. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people don't get American Psycho. Um, yeah. And I know we just talked about this recently. In my personal opinion, people don't get 500 Days of Summer. Um, yeah. I I love these types of movies. And Joker, please, please do it. That's where I, I'm real nervous about it. Because I don't know if it's going to immediately show us the consequences. I'm okay with the... I get that, especially in 2019. I get you... I get people wanting to see it immediately after whatever action uh, the Joker does. But I kind of want it to be at the end. I kind of want us to be like, oh, jeez. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. This feels weird. I feel gross. And then in that last 10 minutes, 30 minutes, however... Todd Phillips wants to do it. Then you're like, "Oh, okay, he's he's actually awful. Awesome, I got you." Um, that's what I'm hoping for, but you know, I'm I'm fine with that as well. I just want it to be clear mm-hmm. because in like I think the reason that I that I wanted to do Wolf of Wall Street more than I wanted to do Fight Club is because in Fight Club it's not as clear. That is very true. It is yeah. very much like. You have to think about it a lot, and if you mm-hmm. don't think about it a lot, then you don't get it. Yeah. But in this, it's like, no, if you're watching the movie, you should get it. Like, it all comes crashing down every single time that he does something. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just little bits. Like, it goes from he was with a, a dominatrix, and then he said his dominatrix name in, in his sleep. And then he has this big fight with his wife. Like, like yeah. there's like little things that are just like every time he does anything, it's like here's the bad side of that thing that he does. And I think that's what makes this movie one feel like you can watch it for three hours and not really get bored. Yeah. I.e., I had to pee for two and a half hours and I didn't do it. Um. Or or just like. Being able to Martin Scorsese just being able to be like, like you see the consequences every time, but you also still see him getting crazier and crazier and doing more outrageous and outrageous things. And much like in real life, people kind of just brush it aside. He's just like, I never felt as bad. We divorced two days later, and Naomi moved into the apartment soon after. Yeah. Boom. La 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 la. You know, oh yeah, we yeah. used to have sex with every girl in the office, and then this guy married the girl that every single guy slept with, and then like two years later, he got depressed and killed himself. Anyway, we went to the stock meeting, and it, yeah, it, it's again, it's just, this is where ooh, we gotta love that uh, Scorsese. I will say one thing that I don't like, and after I saw the movie, I really didn't like it. Mm. I don't like that the real Jordan Belfort's in it. Okay. Then I'm kind of like, why don't you like it? Because he's awful. Again, this is from a guy who also bought his book as well right after this movie and read it. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm a part of the problem. I can't lie. But it's kind of like, and especially you know who he is in the movie. Yeah, he's the he's the baddest motherfucker exactly. I have ever met. And it's that part where I'm just like, 
I get what you're doing, Scorsese. I see it, but just like he is a scum, like he is truly a scumbag. And also, I hate to be this guy, and I did it all during it, and I apologize. But in the book, <laughs> um, <laughs> believe it or not, Wolf of Wall Street's like is like abominable compared to the book. He does some vile, horrible odd things like the them throwing the the uh smaller people at the at the dartboard whatever mm-hmm. it's called the velcro dartboard those party they walked around with uh cocaine on their head a la like freddie mercury uh they when they're in the boardroom and they're like well you know if we don't consider them people then we can do whatever we want that's real that's like a hundred percent real um yeah he is so it's kind of like you make this movie where yes you're obviously satirizing him and making him truly the butt of the joke of this entire three hour long movie Mm -hmm. but still having it in a way where it's Leonardo DiCaprio played him in a Martin Scorsese movie there's still this level of coolness that can never be ironic I mean I think that Unless this movie was made on a shoestring budget by a guy you never heard of starring someone who had never acted before, no matter what, you're going to get that. Maybe not in the exact same way. Maybe Jordan Belfort wouldn't be in someone else's version of this movie. But the fact that it's Hollywood and it's how much money did Leonardo DiCaprio make off of this movie? Like, you have to sort of... I don't know. I think that there's, uh, yeah, there. no matter what, that feeling is going to be there. And I personally am just happy that it's just at the end. I That did. that feeling really rears its head and you're like, oh, right. This is all that, like, they're condemning the thing that they're also doing. Like, it's very, it's very weird. Yes. It's like the, the, when I was talking, when we did uh, Dumbo, remember that movie? Yeah. Um, Again. Where I, I was like, Tim Burton. Yet. <laughs> uh, when Tim Burton did like an anti-Disney Disney movie exactly. yeah this is like very cool. much yeah but I think this exists in that same world of like this is an anti-capitalist capitalist thing mm-hmm. which I mean at this point everything is but you know yeah. I mean, you know what I mean yeah I mean, I'm not, I mean, I said on one of the podcasts, again, I really am pushing this podcast on you. Um, I said, I I don't think capitalism is evil. It is is inherently evil. Let me say that. I don't think so. But this movie shows, I think every system is, it can't be inherently evil. Every this single is, one. The capitalism, the success of capitalism is based on the suffering of, of poor people. Abolish uh, capitalism. Burn everything down. I feel like Fight this Club it. book... What? Blow, blow up all the credit card buildings. Think, that, yeah, that'll exactly. do something. Look at that. <laughs> great, great... Uh, Fight Club, yes. We put are put on some clown people. makeup. Burn a big pile of money. Um, now, Sam, before we say this, we don't know what's going to happen this weekend, so let's not... <laughs> you know I make this joke. Anybody, but we don't know what's going to happen this weekend. I don't need to be pulled in by someone saying, you know, uh, 
someone listened to your podcast, I'd be like, I don't know. I condemn we, all. I, all I said was to burn a big pile of money. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Sam Bannigan, and I blow up <laughs> credit card buildings. <laughs> Hi, I never said blow up credit card buildings. I love um, that joke. Um, do, you, do you know yeah. how many white boys are going to be the Joker for Halloween? Like every year since 2018? But like... Especially this one. I don't think so. I think since since Heath Ledger, it has either been flat or gone up. It's gone like super up since Heath Ledger. Then it stayed the same. It was about to go down. Then Jared Leto came up, and now we're at this peak. Especially with Harley Quinn. Uh, I think I think this year is going to be especially bad, simply I, due to the fact that it comes out the same month. I get that, and also it's a, also the great thing about the Joker, and it's sad. It's a cheap Halloween costume. It is a very cheap and easy Halloween costume. You it get some a, shitty makeup, and you're good to, and a leather jacket, and you're good to go. And a and a, and a purple anything purple. Yeah. Purple pants, purple shirt, purple shoes. Yeah. People will be like, "Oh yeah, you're the Joker." <laughs> I still fear you. Uh, <laughs> Can you do, can you redub the Dark Knight doing that voice for the Joker's lines? And then he looked at me and said, "Oh, I'm so serious." Uh-huh. No, every word in a goofy cartoon <laughs> voice would be the best thing in the world. You see, <laughs> all I did was a little push. <laughs> uh, I to finish my point, I don't think capitalism is inherently evil, uh, but I think, I think this is a a perfect example of why hashtag let the past die um also yes audience i realize the irony of us making bits about having sponsors in an episode where i say capitalism is inherently evil i was about i was like i want those sponsors too but if i point it out and then we get it then i'm a hypocrite too so i'll just i'll just sit back Um, we'll just you know what? If if anyone wants to sponsor an episode and they're okay with me saying that capitalism is inherently evil, I'm okay with that. It's funny. We go on anecdotes. Again, this is why our podcast is great. We go on anecdotes. Uh, but uh, I was hanging out with my sister's fiance who's super, super capitalism is evil and hates it and everything. And earlier today, we were at dinner and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, uh, mm, mm, uh, mm, uh, what was I saying? And at dinner, he was telling me about, uh, oh, I love that, like, when you were little and you wanted to, like, get a special, like, telescope from, like, Spongebob. And so what you would do, you would have to buy different Kellogg's. Uh, cereal, get them, get all like the pieces at the back of the uh, of the box and mail it in, and then you would get that prize. And I was like, "That's that capitalism at work, my son." And, like, <laughs> like I, my that's son. capitalism one hundred and two. That's I was what exactly after building office slaves. But if we all started equal, then yeah, sure, whatever. 
that's me in a perfect world. But again, every system works in a perfect world. But hey, that's why let nothing works. Let's do something different. Everyone, nothing works. Everything can, everyone can abuse the system or take advantage of the system or the system takes advantage of people. Let's start something new. Let's make sure it doesn't happen. Andrew Thomas, 2020. <laughs> see, me the, see me on those debates. Are you like, jo- you're joining the race right now? Yeah, I'd be like, Joe, Joe, settle down. Settle down, Joe. <laughs> Listen to my girl Ward right here. Listen to my what do you, boy Sandy. What, would, uh, what, what boy do you Sandy. think would Trump's tweet be about Andrew Thomas? Oh, I would love it. That's what would stuttering. be his nickname for you? Stuttering, stuttering. St- st- <laughs> as I'm making fun of myself and I stutter. <laughs> stuttering Thomas, uh... Average Andrew. Oh, oh. Uh, 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 a big black glass of chocolate milk. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I see you, Mike Pence. I'm looking at you. My man's a silver fox. Um, anyway, Wolf Wall Street. Anyway. What a sentence. What a sentence. Anyway, Andrew. Wolf Wall Street. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> oh god uh, what, a, what a time to be alive what a time what a time um yeah I feel like this movie and again we'll see with the Joker and we'll see and also talking about these other movies I think that this type of film this type of satire or parody however you would like to phrase it hmm. it has to have a masterful hand of doing it because it could end up badly yes parody and, comedy and and satire any kind of yeah satire is comedy so i don't know why i was trying to separate the two satire needs to be done well or else it's either just the thing that it's trying to make fun of or it's real bad <laughs> Because imagine and this also movie. the thing that it's trying to make fun of. Yes, imagine this movie. It forgets based on a true story, but imagine uh-huh. this movie. You know, there's a moment where Leonardo DiCaprio he's doing a lot of coke. Then he looks himself in the mirror and he's just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Oh God! He takes some of his money. He gives it back to the people he swindled. Then he has a smaller house. He's with Margot Robbie and his kids. And he's looking out the window. And she's like, what's wrong? And then he's like, nothing. Everything that I want is right here. And then the music swells. And then it's all gray <laughs> and perfect. And it, this, it's so, again, you need this movie to go. This is fun, right? Like, you're, you admit you're having fun. Yeah. You admit you, this is a cool time. You would do this. Okay, you wouldn't do it to this extent. But like But like if you if you did You would go you would go to this party. You would definitely go to this party. You would definitely You would go to this guy's party. You would take a lewd, you'd take two, then you see you see how that's this is where I'm also hesitant on all the the negative reviews on Joker, because I, you know, I'm a warped person. I can go there with a very dark character where I'm like, I get it. You're mm. awful. But, like, I see what led you to this path. Uh-huh. Um, and it takes, again, and this is where it takes a very, very good hand of 
of filmmaking and writing. Also, Terrence Winter, I believe the writer's name is. I think so. Robbed, robbed, robbed of that Oscars. At that Oscars. It was one of the best screenplays ever. Amazing screenplay. Um, And it has one of our least favorite tropes in it. What? Starting at the middle of the story and then jumping backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But it works this time. But they also don't go back to it. Yeah, they don't keep going back. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's just done very well. This movie, all in all, is a very good, well-made film. Yes. Um, But yeah, it takes a very masterful hand to do this type of storytelling. Do you want to say masterful hand one more time? Ooh, masterful hand. There it is. Uh, uh, yeah, to tell this type of story. And, you know, again, people should be allowed to try it. You might fail, but you should be allowed to try it. So, yeah, all in all, again, and also Martin Scorsese, he made Taxi Driver. So, like, he's a, that was him, what, how many movies out the gate? Four, five, uh, six? Yeah. Something many. around that. Because was, was like fourth or fifth movie. Yeah, he also made Goodfellas. So, like, this was a walk in the park for him. So, like, again, I know our mutual friend of the show, friend of the show, Justin, he's just like, I don't know how much nuance the the hangover guy can do to Joker. I'm just like, let him try. If it fails, it fails. I'm, I'm down for trying. I just think... Here's a conversation that I think we'll probably have in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with... The character of the Joker, who, like, just the history of people's reaction to it, the way that that sort of the social conscious has adopted that character, I think giving it to someone in 2019 who, you know, whose best movie is The First Hangover... I think like I don't know. I think it's it's well, I, a. I don't think this movie should be be uh, should have been made at this point in time. Uh, but if it is, give it to someone who is already a a, a masterful hand, as you would say. Yes. Um, Hashtag that masterful hand. I want to see it trending this weekend. It won't. Um, it won't. <laughs> Hopefully, prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, so giving it, yeah, giving it to the guy who made The Hangover in 2019, with the way that the Joker has been adopted by everyone, is I think that's where I'm the most nervous about it. Is like because if it's not handled well, people are still gonna say this is the best movie of the year. Blah blah blah. This is like so important this is the most important thing that's come out like oh, I, I, the joker is me all this bullshit is gonna happen no matter what so i would rather give that to someone who knows what the fuck they're doing than letting someone just sort of give it a shot at this point in time five years ago this would have been a different conversation yes but it's not five years ago i get that i I don't want to go too deep because I do want to focus on this movie, The Wolfie, and we'll unquestionably talk about that next week. Either way it goes. Yeah. Um, but I get that. Like, I just as 
sorry, before you respond, as we always say, nothing exists in a vacuum. Yes, very true. You you were about to t- you took some of my words out of my mouth. Oh, sorry, bud. Um, no, you're cool. <laughs> but yeah, I just think exactly. I just think uh, yes, nothing exists in a vacuum. Nothing does. But also, I would like to see someone create a new creative voice for themselves. And if he has something to say, if he wrote this movie and like as much as as much negative press as this movie has gotten, it also won Venice. Like, it's also gotten great acclaim. Yeah. So, again, I'm just, I'm waiting for Thursday. We'll see what happens. But going back to Scorsese with this, and even, I know you've seen Taxi Driver. Goodfellas, yeah? Uh, I haven't seen Goodfellas. Hmm. But, but we can I just have... keep it to Taxi Driver. Yeah, I, I saw Taxi Driver uh, at the academy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even then, thing. it it takes this character, and even in this, these characters, and he finds a way for you to, and hopefully I'm using the words right. He'll correct me, Mister Bannigan. He yep. finds a way for the audience at the most basic level to at least empathize with them. But what he does, Scorsese, is that he never tells the audience to sympathize with him. It never even hits. Flip it. Thanks, Flip buddy. It. Thanks, buddy. Uh, English language is hard. Uh, it is never one asked. of the most difficult le- languages to learn, yes. It's crazy. Um, and it's he never asks the audience to forgive or to to completely wipe away the character. Um, also something that, you know, we learned in school, and every actor should know this, that I love about Scorsese, he never judges his characters. Oh, um, yeah. He just you shows the power. You, you fall, it falls apart if you do. Yeah, and yeah, and that's, yeah, uh, that's what you want to see in your films. You don't just want to see, you know, Prince Charming save the princess every time no nuance there's a monster there's it's yeah it's it's what makes great stories come yeah. alive and I, hopefully todd phillips can do that hopefully uh i just think i don't know last year we got you were never really here and even though i didn't love that movie it was handled in such a way that i was like oh fuck yeah oh damn um we could have done that this year see that support women filmmakers yeah that's the other thing like i don't know i don't know it's just like it's a movie about a sad angry white boy made by a bunch of white dudes in a time where where white dudes are like in a in a weird like it going through whatever the fuck they want to do i guess i don't know how to describe it yes so where this movie i think really does that well, because it is about a bunch of angry white dudes made by some white people, mainly white white men, is that it is so very, so very much, like, condemning toxic masculinity in every way. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever the dudes are, like, people are just punching each other and wrestling in the offices and, like, just, like, fighting each other off of different hookers and, like, all this, like, crazy shit. And it's just, like... It, I mean, for me at least, it's, and I'm sure it is for you, 
uh, Andrew, but I'm not sure about the entire audience. But it's just like, by God, these are horrible people. Like, hold, like, oh my God, just chill out. Like, what the fuck is your issue right now, dude? Yeah. Um, which is, I think, I mean, Marty, Marty Scorsese killing it over here. Um, yeah. Being able to take a look at, at toxic masculinity and, and more specifically white toxic masculinity of like, look at how crazy these entitled piece of shit white dudes got you know like there's the the scene after his Forbes interview where suddenly all these like young preppy white boys are are like Mr. Belfort please I just want to work for you even though you were called a horrible person in this magazine you can make me money like that's done very well in this film I feel like that's a very meta moment in the film because I know people who are like, yo, stockbroker, let's do it. That's the life? Of course. Because there's a part, and that's where I love it. There's a part that does tickle you that, yes, obviously, it, the movie's three hours. He's obviously making a statement on uh, uh, overindulgent, overindulgement. Uh, yeah. But there's a part, every crazy moment in the movie, there's a moment where I'm just like, Yo, or I'm like, yo, yo, I would love to be on a yacht. And then I'm like, okay, I wouldn't want to have a mountain of cocaine thrown at my face. Yeah. Um, but also, that party looks fucking dope. I want to drink yeah. that fancy alcohol. That looks fucking, oh, God, they're taking so many drugs. Stop taking all those drugs. Oh, what my God. Know, want to know a fun story? Uh, yes. In an interview, Jordan Belford was like, yeah, I did Quaalude so much. I'm probably the reason they don't exist anymore. And he said, in the movie, every time he does a line of cocaine, imagine he did three quaaludes. And every time he does a quaalude, imagine he did three quaaludes. That's how many times he did quaaludes. My God. Yeah. He was, yeah. But, how do I phrase this? I don't know. Again, this is the part, aw, dang it, this is why it's silent. Or you don't have any friends. Um, I, victim's the wrong word. Did <laughs> you like that bit? Def- was that a good one? No, it was a good bit. I loved it. Okay, thank you. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> victim is the wrong word, but uh, he's he's also like a part of the patriarchy and what's the issue hashtag completely off topic why Mad Max Fury Road is a genius film uh, he is also like as much as the system is built for him to win mm-hmm. it was ingrained in us by birth that this is what men again specifically European men do this Quite. is this is what they do it. This is how they do it. And if you're not doing these things, just just jump off a bridge because you're doing it wrong. And again, victim is the wrong word to use. But it's I, again, the yeah, problem I, with the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is, in a sense, a victim to his own thing. Mm. A victim to his own world. 
Yes. But I also don't want to call Jordan Belfort a victim in any sense. Exactly. But I know what, like, I want Andrew to know that Sam understands what he means. Yes. And and I hope the audience also understands. And hopefully if I do feel this way towards Joker, I'm going to... I'm going to look at a dictionary and find another word and not say victim because <laughs> I know I'll be eaten alive. Yeah. Oh, he's a victim of the circum... Oh, God! Help, Sam! <laughs> you know that thing um, I do at the end of every show? It would happen to be in real life. It would be Again, real life. If you want to know what happens uh, at the end of the show, um, we got 80-some-odd episodes. We do. This is, I, I think, almost 90. I think today is 90 or next week is 90. My God. Uh, My name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. You can find me at Sam Bannigan on all the social medias that I use. You can find me at your local stock market. I'm making those sales being that boy. (laughs) Put up my jeans on. Where's that album? It's supposed to come out tonight. Where's that album? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where's that album, Kanye? Uh, It's happening, I guess. Uh, You can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all social medias that we use. You can also check out uh, welcomebackpod.com. Uh, to find all of the links to said social medias and also a very long biography of myself. Uh, if you want to read that, it's also on there. Um, what else do we do? That's about it. Tell your friends. Tell your tell friends. Your, tell your tell folks. Your friends. Tell your pals. Hey, tell the people you do drugs with. In one way or another. Exactly. Tell the people you do drugs with right before you get high and see Joker. Go and listen to us. Listen to this. Almost 90 episodes. We love it. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, but yeah, we. I hope you tell your friends. We hope you listen to this movie and uh, put on a happy face. That's that's it. You got a better one? I, I, I don't. I'm not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs>